you have the American dream. You run your own business. But running a business turns out to be more than you thought. It's a pain in the neck. You're not getting where you want to go. You're not getting what you want to get. And you're working 97 hours a week. We're here to help you fix that. This is the Small Business Celebration Podcast. I am your host, Michael Roberts, and on this podcast, you can learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. My name is Justin Hebert, and I own Next Steps Coaching, and I listen to the Small Business Celebration Podcast because I enjoy a community of like-minded people that are pursuing meaningful business goals and because of industry-leading resources and tips that I can find when I do. Before we begin our interview with this week's successful small business visioneer, I want to take a moment and thank you, the listener, for listening to the Small Business Celebration podcast. If you're listening to this podcast for the first time, you're about to hear an example of why after several thousand downloads in just over a year, small business owners, CEOs, CFOs, partners, general managers, and presidents download the Small Business Celebration podcast in record numbers on a weekly basis. I want to thank the tremendous content that our visionary guests continue to provide this podcast and you, Visioner Nation, who have subscribed to this podcast, internalized our guests' valuable insight, and because of it, are growing a strong and profitable business, and we thank you. Our guest this week is Donna Schwartz, the owner of Emerald Enterprises. Welcome to the Small Business Celebration Podcast, Donna. Thank you. And for our listeners who don't know who you are, tell us who you are and what is it that you do. Well, I have a business called Emerald Enterprises, and we do marketing for a variety of companies. I have one wellness company that I is my major company. Mm-hmm. But other than that, we also have real estate investments. My husband owns an insurance agency and I help market that. Marketing is my thing. Your husband is? Jeff Schwartz, Jeff Pacific Schwartz. Advisors. <laughs> Your career started off not as a business owner, but in yeah. education, correct? Yes, although I grew up with a father who was a business owner, mm-hmm. and so I was an employee of his. But then I went to college, UC Santa Barbara, and accidentally became a PE major. <laughs> That's a, too long of a story for here. Okay. Then four years later, I became a teacher because I needed to be off my parents' payroll mm-hmm. and taught physical education, California, Pennsylvania, and back to California. Then moved into probably the Bakersfield area about that later and got a vision of what entrepreneurs and marketing people were like. And they were a lot happier and more upbeat and people that I really wanted to be around. So I decided to start my own business. I had a friend who found one for me Mm -hmm. and I flew to Tennessee and became an expert in fire extinguishers and became a a licensed fire extinguisher service person and expanded that into an industrial safety products business. Now, being a girl in an oil town, uh, in that business was, it was okay. Uh-huh. Uh, I got some women-owned business contracts and a couple of state contracts. But overall, my employees made more than I did. So mm. I went back to teaching for 10 years. And then during that time, I actually taught an entrepreneur class because when I started my business, I Mm -hmm. knew actually nothing about a business. Really? Uh, My father thought I had been trained and I had not. 
He probably expected you to have learned everything off from the dinner table just like he did, right? Well, he thought when I went uh, back to Tennessee, which is where I did the fire extinguisher training, that I was learning about business when I was really just learning about fire extinguishers. Uh, I'm actually pretty knowledgeable about them. (laughs) (laughs) But it takes something else to be able to actually sell a fire extinguisher. It takes something else to be able to manage people, employees, customers, clients, bookkeeping, and all the other wonderful things associated with running a business. So I um, made more money teaching, although my heart was really in finding another business. So after 10 years, I decided to retire. I was old enough at that point to actually get a little income that way. Mm-hmm. And I decided to join a multi-level marketing company, mm. which was not necessarily profitable somewhat, but okay. um, what I did learn there was a lot of skills in personal development. And ah. I... They had speakers like Tony Robbins and Jim Rohn and Zig Ziglar and John Maxwell, some of the greats in the, that industry. And I began to change as a person. I began to become more self-actualized and just loved the fact that I was learning about. But also, I still uh, wanted a business, which then shortly thereafter, I started Emerald Enterprises. With Emerald Enterprises, you've been able to grow, you've been able to develop, and develop, I should say, and you've gotten into the real estate business, and you've been able to do very well with the real estate business for a long time, long enough that you remember the Great Recession of 2008. What did the real estate industry or the real estate business look like prior to 2008? Well, prior, we were doing very well, making lots of money, we thought, and, uh, <laughs> Then we had not really followed the one rule that we learned in our real estate education, and that was cash flow is king. Ah. And we were buying properties for investment. When the we'd refinance a property and buy other properties. Mm-hmm. When the whole thing crashed, again, not really being aware of what was going on, it was it was bad. Mm. You know, we lost a lot of money. We had just invested a lot of money in a uh, an apartment condo in San Diego, which actually we never even were able to close on it. It was mm. just gone. And then we ended up short selling other properties and it was a pretty low time cash flow wise for us. You know, we had equity, but right. that didn't really help a lot at that point. How did you come out of the recession and how has that changed the way you do business now? Well, we just hung in there. Of course our house was never an option of losing like a lot of people did. So we felt very fortunate there. We just, every day we just did what we needed to do to pay whatever we needed to pay. Although the real change was when we had applied for refinancing to lower the payments and we were turned down. Hmm. And so I called up the company. I said, why were we turned down? And they go, well, you made the payment. And I said, so what you're telling me (laughs) is that if I don't make the payment, then you may consider refinancing at a lower rate. And they go, oh, that's not what I said. (laughs) The hardest thing we ever did was, and I was the one handling all the real estate stuff, was I stopped paying five mortgages. Mm. That was just not who I was. It was, you know, you'd agree to something, you signed a contract and you, that was what you did. You paid your bills. Right. Coming through that was mainly 2012 was just a really tough year. I 
focused on my health because I figured the stress was going to kill me if nothing else did. Right. It was pretty dark times, but we got through it and we came out of it and life is good. What are you doing differently now to become successful or remain successful and be able to advance that even further when this recession is over? Well, one of the things I did eight years ago, I was part of a real estate group and I started a real estate investors network mm. and it's now turned into a, an organization. We've joined with an organization called Phoebe, F-I-B-I, for investors, by investors. And I stay connected. Last night we had our first Zoom Phoebe meeting, right. which we have once a month. But that whole conversation was the topic. And what we're doing is we're getting lined up to buy more property. We sold some property, maybe too much property, and the taxes the last couple of years have Been whacked horrendous. us right. good. Now, I think we're getting ready to help people that need to get rid of their properties and we can find some good deals, then we will be ready to buy. It'll probably be six months to a year away, but that's, that's how we're heading right now. With the success that you've had, you're wanting to now parlay that and educate the next generation or the next generations. You've started a new project called the Matrix Academy. And just as an overview, tell Visioneer Nation, what is the Matrix Academy? Matrix Entrepreneur Academy mm -hmm. is a program for teens between 7th and 12th grade. Mm -hmm. And we are going to educate them on those skills, I had no idea what they were when I started my business. There's a lot of kids out there that they have dreams. They have ideas. They, a lot of teens actually have businesses right now. They, you know, I heard of a nine-year-old recently that she makes little bracelets and mm -hmm. she has parties with her friends and she actually sells the bracelets. And then she makes enough money that she can donate like $200 every year to a charity. And she's been doing this for a couple of years. Wow. So now she's nine. Uh, <laughs> there are a lot of kids like that. When I was teaching, there was always a kid that was pushing the envelope. It's like, Mrs. Schwartz, why don't we do it this way? Or how come, <laughs> how come I, we have to do this? Why would you have to learn this? Right. You know? They want to know. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. What makes the Matrix Academy so different than any other avenue well, I think what makes us different is it's going to be boots on the ground. Mm. There are a number of virtual enterprise programs, and those are great. It's a class that does a whole business themselves, mm -hmm. but they don't have any they don't have any investment. They don't mm. have any money into it. They don't have it's not their own thing. What makes this is that we're going to start every student will be part of a class, and mm -hmm. each class will have and will be having a their own nonprofit business that mm. they will do and as a class so that they can learn how that works, but it's going to, they're going to be able to actually make money. Mm. For example, one of the classes is going to be a performing arts group. We're going to have them ready to perform at conventions, at big parties for businesses, backyard parties, small music groups that could be background music, pianists. That will be the kids' business. And there's so many kids out there that want their talent to be their business. But we're going to teach them how cash flow works, marketing, all of those kinds of things. So that will be a classroom business for the most part. And then each student is at that point, once they're ready and they feel like they're, they've got the information they need, they're going to start their own business personally. 
each student will have a mentor from either the business community or their parents. It really, they're going to have their own program, their own business. And the goal, of course, is for them to make money that they will have when they graduate from high school to either go to college or start a business. Accomplishing that goal is huge, and it's really important in this day and age. But on the other hand, they can have a business as to make money while they are going to college as well as prior to. If Visionary Nation wanted to learn more about the Matrix Entrepreneurial Academy, how do they learn more about it? Well, the best way is to go to our website, which is matrixentrepreneuracademy.org. I started a nonprofit called Innovative Entrepreneur Education, and we have started a nonprofit academy. That's the best way is just go to the website. There's a phone number on there, which at this point is mine. They're welcome to call. There's email that you can email. And what is that phone number? 661 Two zero one two three four nine. What was that number again? Six six one two zero one two three four nine. And what is your email address? It's Donna dot Schwartz S C H W A R T Z at Matrix Academy Matrix Entrepreneur Academy dot org. Boy, that takes you back, doesn't it? With COVID-19 running amok, our businesses are dependent upon the internet now more than ever. And I'll bet you just found all the computer technical glitches you never knew you had. Good news for you, Kern County's number one rated computer repair service, Bakersfield Bytes, is here and online to take care of your Mac and PC needs. Need help configuring your video conference calls from being so glitchy? Having issues interfacing with your customers, clients, and employees online? Bakersfield Bytes' competent and knowledgeable staff is here to guide you through your hardware and software needs so you can have the interface your business deserves. Call Bakersfield Bytes at 661-496-5900 or visit them at bakersfieldbytes.com. That's bakersfieldbytes.com, 661-496-5900 or visit them at bakersfieldbytes.com. That's bakersfieldbytes.com. We're here with Donna Schwartz, the owner of Emerald Enterprises, and we're talking about the Matrix Entrepreneurial Academy, which is a brand new online program for youth between the ages of 7th grade and 12th grade. Donna, I understand that there are six specific segments or sessions in the online version of the Matrix Academy, or give us a quick summary, I should say, of what each of those six segments are. Well, um, basically, it's a six-week program online just because of COVID-19. wasn't really part of our plan to ever be online, but here we are. The first week is on who is an entrepreneur? What are the characteristics of an entrepreneur? Such as usually they're a risk taker. Then if they have an idea about what they might want to do for a business, does it pencil? So there's financial education going on, and that is the second week. And then is the market ready for that particular business? In other words, sometimes people create businesses that nobody wants. And I always think think back of Google with the Google glasses that they spent millions and billions of dollars producing and nobody bought them. Right. And then how will they capture the wealth? How will they really make money with that? And how can they expand that business down the road? The fifth week is show me the money. Because a business is in business to make money. 
that usually involves either selling products or providing a service. How are they going to make money? The last one is, can you sell your dream? That is where Shark Tank people kind of come in. You know, we're not going to be like Shark Tank because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they still, if they have a business, they still have to be, even if it's something that, you know, is just a babysitting business, you know, they still have to be able to market it and get the information out so that people then can become customers or clients. It sounds like there is a lot of personal experience behind each of these successions that you you yourself have experienced, correct? Yes. <laughs> Although the, curric the curriculum is actually from Entrepreneur Program EPI. <laughs> anyway, okay. Uh, Dr. Tim Stearns in uh -huh. Fresno State University has his business is selling curriculum to schools and then being a consultant. And he is our curriculum consultant. All of this curriculum is A to G approved. If you've been involved in schools, you know what that means. The curriculum is not something I dreamed up. It's something that has been tested and approved by the University of California. So this is also a program that is an accredited program. And it is also more than just college prep. It's also for college credit as well. Well, that's the goal. Right now, we're still in, it's in review to be approved as college credit uh, with our school. One of the things that you mentioned is that, that who is an entrepreneur? And you yourself have recognized a lot of students through your years of education, as well as being out in the real world and dealing in real estate and other forms of business as well. You're talking about a type of mindset. And what is that type of mindset that a lot of entrepreneurs have? Well, I would say, number one, they have a lot of inspiration. They have a lot of ideas. And they're risk takers. Ah. They're, they're willing to actually step out on a limb and do something that they dream of. Now, most people that are entrepreneurs may never open a business because they listen to well-meaning friends and family who tell them it can't be done. Right. They've got to be able to be like a rhinoceros. The rhinoceros is actually the symbol of the risk taker. Mm. And if you go to our website, you will see a rhinoceros on there. <laughs> it's actually a picture of a real one that a friend of mine took in Africa. Nice. Um, but it, they have thick skin. They have to be able to... If they see a hurdle, they need to be able to go over it. They need to be able to go around it, underneath it, switch directions. They have to be able to be flexible. They have to be able to work with people. And nobody has ever been a success at anything without a team. And so they need to be able to attract and nurture and help other team members feel good about themselves and feel good about the mission they all need to be focused on the same mission. And again, when those obstacles come along, there's an employee that maybe doesn't have the same ideas, then that's where change needs to maybe occur. There has to be an ability to just make a decision and go forward following your gut. And that's however you want to call that, be it God, be it the universe, be it whatever. Sure. It's a matter of just following your dream and don't look back. If you've made a mistake, move on. Risk takers also face problems. They face issues. And one of the things that you had also mentioned is that business leaders also have to grow. 
in this era of COVID-19, what is one of the things that you recommend that business owners do to keep their businesses growing in this challenging time? Well, I think number one is use this time to just do that, to grow, to take classes, to do those things that you've been needing to do in your business that in the past you haven't had time to because you were busy operating your business. Right. A lot of times I think people, uh, you know, it's just real easy when you've got more family around and you don't have time to yourself. It's real easy to just watch TV, get caught up in the news. And it's important, I think, to make a schedule, make a plan for every day. Plan those times with your family and definitely put that on the docket because it's a, it's a time when you do have that. Keep your business moving forward. Keep This is going to be over. And at the end of it, I always say there's two kinds of pain. There's the pain of discipline now or the pain of regret. Uh. And that is pretty standard with almost every personal development leader I've ever heard. That's important pain of discipline now when you're moving you need to move forward oh visioneers elevate you and your company to more than four thousand small business owners and leaders for free screenshot your five-star itunes review and email to sbc at smallbusinesscelebration.com with your name and your business's name if you do that small business celebration will post your screenshot on linkedin instagram and facebook introducing you and your company to more than four thousand small business owners and leaders for free that's four thousand small business owners and leaders you'll reach for one minute's work for free screenshot your five-star itunes review and email it to sbc at smallbusinesscelebration.com with your name and your business's name. Elevate you and your company to more than 4,000 small business owners and leaders for free today. We're here with Donna Schwartz, the owner of Emerald Enterprises, and we've been talking about personal development. We've been talking about moving forward in this era of COVID-19. And what are the, the the challenges that a lot of us face is that when it comes to people skills, when it comes to personal development, I don't know about you, but everything that I know as far as personal development goes came from a book or came from getting my face kicked in the sand or learning things the really bad, horrible, hard way. Were you one of those kinds of people as well? And how did you develop and grow into a very successful business leader? Well, I heard once that everything I needed to know in life, I learned in a hotel over a weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Besides the funny part of that sentence, that's really probably pretty true. Mm. I was part of a multi-level marketing company where they had lots of personal development leaders. But I would say that's just huge. And sometimes people don't want the expense of actually going and learning from somebody. But there's a program called Millionaire Mind. Mm. And they have weekend programs that are almost free. Now they spend about a third of their time marketing their other programs. But during the middle of that, you're learning about your finances. You're learning about yourself. You're learning about how to improve your own life. And that was a hard journey. There were some times where I had a couple of anger issues Mm. when I made a mistake and I didn't like the way it was handled. And I really had to dig into some personal development programs that I had. I actually marketed personal development for a couple of years. Again, it died with the uh, 
crash of the market. But during that time, I remember going through this and it's like, who can I blame? Who can I blame? And the bottom line is we are 100% responsible with what goes on in our lives. And I think learning to accept that and to live with it and move forward and not have regrets and not look back, that's harder to do than... It's easier said than done. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I take it that you're still continuing on your own journey of personal development. Yes. What book are you reading right now in that journey? It's called Principle-Centered Leadership, Mm -hmm. and it's by Stephen Covey. Oh, okay. For this book that you're reading by Stephen Covey, what are you learning from it? Well, I think I've read it before, Mm -hmm. but it's been a while. And basically what I'm learning is that people are the most important asset we have in our lives. Mm. And how we treat them and how we get them to do what we would like them to do by encouraging them rather than disciplining them. Mm -hmm. And that's very similar to teaching. You get a lot more out of your students if you just treat them like a human being and not something else. But definitely teaching people what you know and then listening and getting their ideas. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've learned a lot putting together a board of 12 awesome people, well, 11 besides me, for the nonprofit that I've started, Innovative mm-hmm. Entrepreneur Education, and they're all leaders in their own right. In fact, it's kind of funny because they're entrepreneurs trying to get resumes from them. It's crazy. <laughs> they don't have them. Right. <laughs> this comes out of the heading of the idea that when you give, you get back more than you give. And that sounds like that's the heart of the philosophy behind not just the Matrix Academy, but the way you conduct business in general. Absolutely. Why is that? Well, it's a principle of the universe. Okay. When we, in my opinion, that when we give, we get more back in return. Mm. One of the things I do every month is, well, not during COVID-19, but um, I and a couple other people put together housewarming baskets for transitional youth. Those Mm. are the kids that are turning 18. They're coming out of foster care. And they're going into independent living with the help of an organization called AspireNet, which is a nonprofit here. Mm. It's all up and down the state. Mm -hmm. But that's my personal giving of time and money in many several cases. Filling those baskets, laundry baskets with those things that kids don't have. When they come out of foster care, they have a backpack or a black trash bag with a few of their items, which are mostly clothes. And AspireNet picks them up. They help set them up in an apartment, but they only get a bed, a dresser, a couch, a table, and two chairs for the kitchen. And in our baskets, we provide silverware and dishes and towels and sheets and pots and pans and those kinds of things that they don't, don't have at all. One of the things, too, is this philosophy of giving is very important also in the business world as well. And this is one of those things that kind of becomes unsung. And one of the mantras of this podcast is give value first. And giving to the community is one of those things that is very beneficial for you, not just from a business standpoint, but from your inner soul, as it were. But the idea of giving back more than you get, I should say, is something that we also 
if nothing else, employ more of during this time of COVID-19. How are you going about doing that, giving more value in not just the community, but also in your business as well? One of the things I do is I do little educational lives. I post types of articles that encourage and help other people to focus on their business. So that's probably the major thing, as well as, you know, when I have a chance to actually talk to somebody, making sure that they're okay. And people want to know that you care way more than they want you to sell them something. And people do business with those they know, like, and trust. Right. So at this time, I have on a Facebook page that I recently started that is helping people to know me so that they will be interested in doing business with me because of that. What is one thing that you would recommend to Vision Your Nation that they could do today to grow a strong and profitable business? Use their creative ideas and keep moving forward. Hmm. How so? Make a schedule for yourself. Make a plan. Do some of those things in your business. Learn some of those things that you've been needing to learn during this time when you have a little bit more time to do that. That way, when you come out of it, you've gone through the pain of discipline and you have your business has actually moved ahead or ready to move ahead if you're not able to do business right now. If Visioneer want to reach out and, t- and get in touch with you, how do they do that? Well, probably the best way would be the email, Donna.Schwartz at matrixentrepreneuracademy.org or my cell phone, 661-201-2349. What was that number again? 661-201-2349. And your email address? Donna.Schwartz at matrixentrepreneuracademy.org. Well, Donna, we thank you for your truth, your wisdom, and your insight. And thank you very much for being on the Small Business Celebration Podcast. We sincerely appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Boy, that takes you back, doesn't it? With COVID-19 running amok, our businesses are dependent upon the internet now more than ever. And I'll bet you just found all the computer technical glitches you never knew you had. Good news for you. Kern County's number one rated computer repair service, Bakersfield Bytes, is here and online to take care of your Mac and PC needs. Need help configuring your video conference calls from being so glitchy? Having issues interfacing with your customers, clients, and employees online? Bakersfield Bytes' competent and knowledgeable staff is here to guide you through your hardware and software needs so you can have the interface your business deserves. Call Bakersfield Bytes at 661-496-5900 or visit them at bakersfieldbytes.com. That's Bakersfield, B-Y-T-E-S.com, 661-496-5900 or visit them at bakersfieldbytes.com. That's Bakersfield, B-Y-T-E-S. Who is a visioneer? A visioneer is a small business leader who is a pioneer that has vision. A visioneer is someone willing to see the world not as it is, but as it could be, and is willing to do something about it. 
A Visioneer is ethical, smarter, faster, and leaner than the mainstream competition. A Visioneer gives value first because Visioneers are in business for the long haul. Visioneers understand the difference between saving money and earning a profit. Visioneers define their destiny. Visioneers create their own luck. Visioneers surround themselves with successful, like-minded people. Visioneers are renegades who defy the mainstream competition and are ready to change the world. Are you a Visioneer? Join the Visioneer tribe at Small Business Celebration on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.